podcast in the world dedicated to the survivor game occurring in the Canadian Quizball group chat. I am still your host, Nick Big Daddy Penner. I am uh, Megan Megha Torkia. And I'm Joe Vanilla Boy Sue. Uh, and we are coming back to you by popular demand for a second episode. Uh, it turns out what was originally just sort of like a weird fever dream of mine was actually kind of popular in the group chat community. Uh, got a lot of listeners, a lot of positive feedback, so here we are again to talk to you about all the hot topics in the Survivor game currently occurring in the Quizville group chat. So, not to blow up our spot or anything, but it is currently 8.22pm. Uh, another eight minutes until the results presumably come out. So we are going to do some listener mailbag questions. We're going to ask some of the questions uh, you lovely folks at home sent in. Uh, and then once the results come out, we will have some live reactions for you. All right, what's our first uh, listener question? So our first question uh, comes from Arjun S. in Seattle, Washington. He says, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, Arjun's question for us is, how has competing in Quiz Bowl Survivor changed your life for better or for worse? Well, knowing who has been eliminated early gives a cool insight on which people are generally disliked among the community, whether it's ironically or actual dislike. Mm-hmm. For example, and you- Rain, Paul, myself. Listeners, please ignore the death-like sounds in the background. Uh, Megan is apparently cooking. There is not a murder in progress. I would say, if I was to give one for better and one for worse, the one for worse would be that I am even more addicted to the group chat than I used to be. (laughs) I am very constantly refreshing. I have scheduled my life around the results reveals, uh, because you never know when another purge will happen. Uh, So in that sense, that has been maybe a a bit of a for worse change. The for better change is that I have not communicated with, but at least gained an appreciation of some of the lesser-known members of the Quizball group chat. Uh, For example, I now know who Jesse Wang is, so that is a positive change that's come out of all of this. Who is Jesse Wang? Uh, I don't really know. He's in Toronto, sort of. Uh, I mean, I'd say that the, the Survivor has changed my life. I mean, like Nick, I am also even more addicted to that chat. And I didn't even know it was possible to be addicted to a chat, to be honest. Um, But I was saying to some other people uh, a few days ago that the chat is now my hobby. 
So like after I socialize with people all day, I'll go home and be like, time for a nice night in with the chat. <laughs> and that's concerning to me. But uh, so I don't know if you would interpret that as a positive or a negative. As far as I'm concerned, that's all positive right there. Yeah. That's yep. that's just a good way to live a life. So I guess we have time for another listener question. Our next question comes from Michael M. in Ottawa, Ontario. Uh, thank you for the question, Michael. And he asks, if you could bring back any dead contestant and add them to the current finalist slate, who do you think would have the best chance of winning? Oh, good question. What a good question. I think uh, I think bringing back Nick Penner may uh, increase some of the competition in the finals right now because Nick started this very popular show and I don't think anyone wants to get rid of him after all this. That's fair. Thank you very much, Joe Snu. I, I do feel I have uh, had a recent surge in popularity since starting this program. Uh, I would say, though someone who I think would have made the finals had they not been mentioned so much in the game would be Nicola Plant. Uh, she was often cited as an example of someone who is popular yet generally unknown to the group chat, uh, which I think would have helped her had that fact not been pointed out so repeatedly. So I think if Nicole had never been mentioned, if she was in the finals right now, she would have a very good chance of winning. I think it's a pretty tough question, honestly. Like, it would definitely have to be someone who is not super active in the chat, but is also not, like, completely unknown. But coming up with an actual name is difficult for me. Mm. So that's my answer. That's a good answer. Walk the line a little bit. We'll do a, another question. Our next com question comes from Tom A. in Los Angeles, California. Wow, I can't believe we get listeners all the way in Los Angeles. This is a global phenomenon right now. Everyone is listening to this. Everyone is talking, uh, even Tom Arnold. Uh, and so Tom's question is, if you could make a alliance of two of the remaining finalists, and that would go all the way and win. Who are the two people you would sit, think would fit most naturally into an alliance? So, like, I think I think Christine and Heather might fit into an alliance, for example, but I don't think they have, like, the, the strongest interpersonal connection, yeah. which would weaken the alliance a little bit. So who do you think would be able to overcome that and form a, a personal connection? I need to review who the survivors are. Uh, the survivors as of 8.28 p.m. are Heather, Gordon, Eric Christensen, Huma, Chris, Christine, Shelby, and Ted. Hmm. Like, I could see, I mean, I know Christine and Huma already know each other. So mm -hmm. I could see that being an alliance. Yes. Uh, I can see the alliance of the University of Ottawa between Chris, Johnson, and Shelby. Oh. Yeah, also I could see that. Because I was going to suggest the Carlton U tag team of Heather and Ted. Right, but te I think Ted is uh, uh, universally disliked for being part of the Communist Party at this point. And the mm -hmm. people are very surprised how he isn't dead yet. 
there have been strong predictions of Ted's imminent demise, so we'll have to see what happens there. I mean, just re- reflecting on this segment, uh, the one name that we didn't put in any alliances was Air Christensen. Uh, so that that might not bode well for his chances going forward. But uh, there is only one minute until the results will be posted, if my clock is correct. Uh, yes, so as I'm speaking, it is now officially 8.30 p.m., and Dennis Beebe has just said, we want death. <laughs> Josu is also chanting, we want death. Uh, Arjun says, voting is closed. Who is jumping in, asking for BB's identification? Uh, Josu is still is typing a message. Oh, it's been a very exciting round. Here are the standings. Eric, Eric Christensen and Ted Gann are dead. Unsurprising. I mean, th- those were the two most likely to get kicked out. I'm pretty sure I voted for Eric. I can't even remember. Uh, so the standings are Shelby finished plus three. Uh, Christine was at two. Heather was at one. Uma was at zero. Chris was at zero. Ted was at negative two. And Eric was at negative five. Oh, and if you know this carefully, Heather had the most positive votes. Uh, yeah, she did but have five positive votes. Also the second most negative votes. But four ne- That's oh, very oh, interesting. Are you seeing the twist? There's a twist. A grudge match. Uh, the details are emerging now. So there are apparently preset matchups. Uh, Huma versus Chris for a spot in the final four. Oh, wow. An exciting contest between someone who reads books and someone who fakes reading books, says Dennis. Ha ha! Dennis Beebe with the dissing. I don't know, Nick. I think uh, I think Chris's Ottawa crew isn't at his back right now, seeing what Dennis is saying. So if... Okay, so it's Huma versus Chris, but then... Is it just those two for now? Is that the or like uh, are we doing multiple grudge matches at the same time? I don't know. Interesting. Although I suppose we can't because we have five left. So that's true. And he said for a spot in the final four. Yeah. Death sentences are already up. Oh. Do you want to give those a read? Yeah, I would love to. So. Ted Gann, uh, in his death story, says, I don't remember whether he launched a coup or suppressed a coup in Turkey, but either way, he dead Ted now, LOL. Eric Christensen sat in the corner with his dank memes flying under the radar for far too long. An army of ghosts declared that no Martin Grover should ever win Quizzle Survivor and descended upon him. Aid from the ghost of Paul Kaczynski was futile. He died as he lived, dankly. So those were our two deaths. A sad day for both those guys. 
But I don't think that's an unexpected result. Not at all. And Arjun is writing a huge... Oh, the best vote. Oh, these are some good ones. Heather Gordon once beat me to a Shania Twain toss-up, not knowing what hurt she'd cause me in doing so. Ugh. Xteen is the angel of you, Ottawa trash. Praise Xteen. Christine has betrayed everyone who has ever trusted her, both in this game and in real life. It's deeply embarrassing that she's still alive, both in this game and in real life. Poor Christine. Poor Christine. Uh, so to break down the voting a bit more, uh, the only person not to receive a single negative vote was Shelby, uh, who just had her plus three. Uh, Christine was plus four, negative two. Heather Gordon, as has been commented on already, uh, was plus five, negative four. Uh, a very divisive candidate. I was surprised at that. Mm, me too. Uh, what, what surprised you about it, well, Megan? Just because I, I don't see her a lot at tournaments, so I feel like a, a lot of people outside of the Ottawa area would not have mm. felt the need to vote for her. She's also not really participating in the chat. Yeah. Um, I don't think a plus one score was really surprising for me. What really surprised me was that nine people submitted votes yeah, for Heather. Yeah, that's what surprised me. Agreed. Uh, so I have, uh, again, blowing up our spot completely on this podcast, I have been messaging uh, with Eric Christensen, the recently deceased. Uh, <laughs> he has declined my invitation to make a guest appearance on this episode. <laughs> following his recent demise, but he does have an official statement to make, uh, which I will read for you now at 8.36 Eastern Time. Eric Christensen has said, Oh, lol, hashtag wreck. <laughs> uh, farewell, Eric. Powerful words. Your words have truly inspired all of us. I mean, what else can you say? <laughs> There's nothing more you can add to that. So uh, what are our predictions for the death match, or the grudge match, if you will? Well, I think this grudge match is interesting, just looking at the numbers from the previous one, because both those people finished, both whom and Chris finished at zero, after not, not after not getting voted for, but after finishing with equivalent positive and negative votes. But Chris got, in total, three positive and three negative whereas Huma got plus one and negative one. Mm -hmm. So maybe, in a sense, people felt less of a need to vote for Huma in the last round. Maybe she's no one's favorite to win, but no one's favorite to lose. Just like the American or, Idol effect that I was talking about before. Yes, uh, and Chris is uh, more divisive of a candidate. Mm -hmm. Why did Dennis just link to his stack? Uh, he wanted who to know who he is. Oh, who didn't know who he is. Who didn't know who he was? All right. That's great. Shelby makes an appearance in the chat. I wonder what she's going to say. Uh, Shelby, wrong. Shelby has said, for those of you listening at home, this Survivor format seems highly irregular. I'm surprised that Christine hasn't shut this all down yet. So, Nick, 
Megan, do you guys believe that this is going to be a playing game for a semi-final than a final, or do you think there's going to be more twists involved? I mean, I, I gotta think that there are I mean, more twists to come. Who can predict what goes on in Arjun Sandi's brain? Will we ever know? We will not know until he says something, which he hasn't done yet. He's usually very quick on posting updates and twists and new votes, but somehow not today. Well, I mean, it's been a, it's been a busy uh, nine minutes for him. Maybe he's overwhelmed. We could ask him. I'll ask him. We're going to have to edit out a lot of this silence. Uh, no, dead air is what these listeners want. Hmm. While we all desperately type and think. Oh! Arjun says, no, I will lay out all the logistics from now till the front. <gasps> this round is grudge match between Hooms and Chris. Winner goes to final four. Then one round of the plus one, minus one elimination to eliminate two, then a final round. Interesting. Intriguing, really. Tuesday evening, the final round results. Because that is when my brother, who is coming to visit me, leaves. I didn't know Arjun had a brother. He does, and he looks just like him. It's really just weird. like Joe Sue's brother, right? <laughs> Joe Sue, how do you have a brother? <laughs> yeah, that was so weird. I'm gonna ignore that it ever happened, honestly. Joe Sue has no comment on this. Hold on, Derek just messaged me about Vito. About what? Well, about Vito. You should give that bad boy a read on air. Do it. Hello, this is Nick Fenner. I forgot to block out the ad spot in this episode, so I'm just going to insert it here. And, of course, this episode of the Quizwit Quizlast Quizplay podcast is sponsored by Mama Teresa's Ristorante. Since 1970, Mama Teresa's has been Ottawa's home for great Italian food. And it's important to remember that Mama Teresa's has a wonderful lunch menu, too. If you want fettuccine Alfredo, the Mama Teresa's specialty pizza, or even a goat cheese salad with walnuts, Mama Teresa's is the perfect place to spice up your workday. Visit them at 300 Somerset Street West in Ottawa or online at mamateresa.com. Once again, that's M-A-M-M-A-T-E-R-E-S-A dot com. Now let's get back to the show. Speaking of things to read on air, Ted Gann has also declined my invitation to appear on this program at this time, as is his right. Uh, but he does have a statement that I will read now about his recent demise. Uh, at 8.42 p.m., Ted Yan has stated, Heather should win Survivor. Also, 
Joseph Sue is a Galenist. A what? A Galenist? What is that? G-U-L-E-N-I-S-T. Uh, a quick Google tells me it has to do with Turkey. Uh, and the, the recent coup there, I think. Ah. So that's Niche fun. reference. But more importantly, an open endorsement of Heather to win. Mm. Interesting. I did not uh, Carlton... vote for Ted uh, at all last round, in fact. So I don't know why he's calling me uh, whatever he called me. Interesting. Are you willing to reveal who you did vote for? I plus one for Shelby, minus one for Heather last round. Interesting. Uh, what, what motivated you to do that? Obviously, we know your belief that Shelby has never done anything wrong in her life. And that Heather screwed up the clubs day last And that, oh, that Heather screwed up clubs day. Interesting. Uh, especially considering how sure you were that the others would die. Were you pushing for a three-person elimination situation? No. I just wanted to make, made my, uh, statement clear that someone has to get the blame for, uh, all these Carlton students not showing up the track. Ah, so you're, it's a very political decision on your yep. part. So before the vote comes up, are you two excited for Vito? I'm very excited I'm... for Vito. You've seen the pictures of the trophy. Yep. Um, I may take out the olive because I just feel like it's not working. You know, you could always just buy a jar of olives and give that to the winner. Joe, I no. already bought that giant fucking martini glass. <laughs> what? And I painted Vito on it. Like, what do you think I'm going to do with that? Put a giant glass. Put a giant jar of olives in the martini glass and hand that out. I could just fill it with something more appetizing than olives. I mean, I have nothing against olives, but I also wouldn't want, like, that quantity of olives. I could put, like, uh, some candy or something in it. No, I think I think a giant star from olive is good. Yeah. Well, I mean, the glass itself will be used because, like, what else am I going to do with it? Uh, can I just say, first of all, I am so hyped for Vito I'm right not. now. Uh, in general, I very, very rarely care about actually performing well in tournaments. Uh, I'm, I'm just there to have fun. It's only game. But Nick, don't get mad. Are you going to be the champion as Sportsmaster of Ontario? Uh, sh shut up, Joe. I don't care about that. But I do care about winning that giant martini okay, glass. But you don't uh, care because I, I fully intend. I am going to try so hard. I'm going to win that giant glass, and despite every advisory to the opposite, I am going to drink from it, and I'm going to drink a lot <laughs> from it, and it will change my life in a probably I fatal mean, way. I, I don't think it would be toxic if you drank from it. Like, the, the paint I used is non-toxic. Um, That's what they all say, non-toxic. It's, it's just not... So I, would, I would at least wash it first. Maybe, but I also feel like the vodka would, like, cleanse my insides, okay. you know? Because that, that thing is, I mean, you saw how big that was. Like, I was holding it with my fist. Uh, it's actually a vase yes. for flowers. Uh, oh, I was in the Michael's flower department, and I saw it, and it called to me. And I thought, Ooh. that's it. That's the giant martini glass that Vito needs as a trophy. 
Um, but definitely drink from it. There's also the Ned Prize of the framed Travis Vitello letter that yes. is possible for you to win. Uh, now, just for a bit more of a reference to the size of the martini glass, because I'm curious what I can do with it. Would I be able to put a baby in there? Uh, like, maybe, like, I, I mean, I haven't seen babies in a while, but maybe, like, a smaller baby, yes. Oh, like like a premium. Uh, like yeah. I could measure it for you if you wanted. No, I, I'm more interested in anecdotal oh, okay. measurements. Uh, so, like, would a would a human person be able to sit on it comfortably? Um, I would. That would probably like it's less a question of of sitting in it than it is about breaking it. Ah, uh, yeah. It is the, made the of structural glass. integrity. It's true. Uh, okay, interesting. Yeah, interesting to know. It would definitely hold a large amount of liquid, though. Right. Mm. So I'm hoping someone wins it who, like, really appreciates what it is and what it stands for and the fact that I painted it. Uh, it's it's a touching piece. I mean, it's artisanal. <laughs> it, it has a lot of depth in the meaning. Uh, I hope whoever wins it first drinks all the vodka in the world out of it. And then donates it to the Art Gallery of Ontario. <laughs> I mean, we could have a post-veto party that involves uh, drinking out of the martini glass. Um, Depending how much liquid the martini glass can hold, we can I'm sure probably I, use we it as... I'm sure that quite easily. We can probably use it as, like, a king's cup or, like, a boot or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very large. For your reference... Nick, uh, the Stanley Cup, the mm -hmm. Stanley Cup, the bowl there has a diameter of thirty centimeters. Interesting, because uh, I know the the trophy is thirty five point two five inches tall. Uh, is a fact I just know off the top it's of my correct. head. So the martini glass has a diameter uh, of nine inches. Okay, so it's slightly smaller than the Stanley Cup. It's mm. height, the height of the bowl is about six inches. Only six inches? Okay. Yeah, yeah so you're, pre you're, you're pretty much getting 80% of what the Stanley Cup bowl has. That's pretty good. Yeah, it'll definitely hold a lot. I'm very excited to give it away to one lucky team. And for the reference, you can put babies in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, you could, you could probably put a baby in there. Good. Uh, if uh, if anyone has a baby one. that they would like to place in the martini glass. Jordan Palmer has a baby, but she's not tiny anymore, I don't Yeah, think. probably not. And will not be, I assume she will not be attending Vito, even though Jordan Palmer and his father will be attending Vito. I can only assume that they're going for like a three-generational like, theme. I would really enjoy that if he brought his child. But also, I'd I would not want to be liable for a, like two-year-old child at my tournament. Uh, Jordan Palmer, if you are listening to this uh, and you do intend on bringing your uh, offspring to the tournament, let me know so I can write an entire pack specifically aimed <laughs> at your child. Nick Penner, I'm kind of disappointed you're only excited for the sports event, I mean. Oh, well, you know, I'd, it's 
It's hard to top the giant martini glass, Joe. Like, I love sports. I, I love answering questions, but... That's a shame. It's all about balance. What? But I did acquire all the packets for, um... Sorry, all the packs for, um... For some of the side events. I know, Joseph. Some of the specialties include the history of medicine bee... The Cold War bee. Is there an? Is there another nudity pack? There is no nudity pack. Ah, oh, well, they can't all be winners. Uh, Dennis is talking about himself more in the group chat. That's that's sad. Uh, we've talked for a while now. We should probably just end. We this. need to the vote. We have to vote first. But vote on what? We need to wait for Arjun. To open yep. the link to the voting? Okay, we can wait. Do you want to make predictions for who's going to win and lose this round? Who is it again? Chris versus Huma? Yep. Chris, Chris v. Huma. One-on-one action. I can't say, honestly. I'm going to go with... I'm going to say... Huma will win. But I'm shaky. It's hard to predict right now. Uh, my vote, I'm going to say that Chris is going to win on the basis that if he fails to win, the final four will be all women and men's rights 2016. Right, but as much as I want to see Chris be the sole male representative of the final four, Puma just has a lot more going for her than Chris does. And... I don't want that one topic to be the turning point of my decision. So I will vote for Huma, and I think yeah. Huma will win. I think I, I will also vote That's for it. Huma. Uh, I'm going to stick with my boy Chris, just because he's the underdog now. And, you know, what's a podcast without That's conflict? Uh, anything else anyone wants to add? Uh... No, I just think that we should uh, we should definitely make this a regular, more uh, quizzical centric thing once once Survivor is over. Uh, yep. Yeah. What with the the coming season? Mhm. Uh, I think it's definitely fair to say that there will be a subsequent podcast scene after Quizzical Survivor season one is done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, well, is, there gonna... more, is there more room for Vito, or are you capping it at nine teams? I'm capping it because, um, for one thing, if like we wanted to make it good, we would have to get two more teams. And I'm already—I haven't even booked the rooms yet, but like four Do you push. Think have two rooms and two outdoor rooms. Um, I will see if we can get three. I will see if I can plead with the sometimes benevolent, sometimes malignant Rose, and see what, if she, what she will give me. Like, I might just book... We'll have nine rounds, which isn't that much, so I might just try and book the rooms, three rooms, till, like, six or something. Okay, and we'll have all evening for various side events, as people yeah. please. Yeah, and uh, you can do the side events outside, because I don't think it'll be... It's not, I don't think it's supposed to rain or anything. So about a hundred toss-ups and pop music, and about a hundred toss-ups and sports lined up. Anything else on demand? 
I have all the questions. People just have to choose which questions they want to hear. Hmm. Okay. Exciting. And don't forget, uh, Quiz Bowl does Wonderland yep. V2 on the Sunday. Yep. August and 7th. I will be needing a ride back to uh, the capital with you, Nick. Uh, will you bail like last time? Uh, we'll see. Depending on how uh, how dizzy I get on the on the rides. What are ooh? I wonder what the rules are for Canada's Wonderland, and if I can take the giant martini glass on Behemoth. If you drop the giant martini glass and uh, you know hit a baby on the ground, I think you're you will be very liable for that. Uh, I think, as established, the giant martini glass is large enough that it would just surround the baby. <laughs> this episode of the Quiz Witch Quiz Last Quiz Play podcast was directed, hosted, and Voting edited by myself, Nick uh, Fenner. So that's gonna do it for us. Production assistance came from Nick Fenner. Special thanks today to my guest analysts, Megan Torquia and Joe Sue. Our intro music is Indian Summer by Zero V, and our outro music is Run in the Night by the Good Lords. If you have any comments, listener mailbag questions, or if you'd like to book an appearance on the show, email us at cuqtapresident at gmail.com, or just post in the Facebook group chat. On behalf of myself and all of us here at Canadian Quiz Bowl Broadcasting, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.